Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback, and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Friday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Later on in the show, Ponsetti is Have You Got Yours for Christmas? The people in Kilmoon are producing hundreds of thousands of them and we're going to have a chat with them on the show. Margaret Madden is here, 2.30 Late Lunch Book Club, picking our book of the year and she has fantastic recommendations for Christmas time. And we're going tunnel to table with Nikki Kyle Midwinter Special coming up just after two. But first on today's show, on Monday, our attention was drawn to a Facebook post. And it's one of the most amazing posts, I have to say, I've read in an awful long time. And I just said, we have to get this guy and get talking to him this week if we can on the show, because he's bared his heart and soul to all in sundry. And I'm delighted to tell you, he's with me on the show today. I want to say good afternoon to Eddie West. Eddie, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Jerry. Thanks for having me in. Thank you for coming in to us today. And I say that sincerely to you. Look, let's begin at the beginning here. You you put really your life story out there, Eddie, on Monday. Yeah. Can I ask you, first of all, why now? Why have you put this? Um, shortly before I put that post up on Facebook, I'd seen a post um, that said that seven men had committed suicide in the Mead area, you know, from their early 20s to mid-40s in the space of 10 days. And it blew me away, to be honest with you. But um, it brought me back to early last year when I was in a very, very, very bad place and, you know, had very bad thoughts. You know, I thought about committing suicide and, uh, you know, I just had a very, very few, very bad experiences up until that point. Like life had uh, definitely changed for me in a very negative way. You know, um, everything happened in a very short space of time. Unfortunately, my mother passed away on the 1st of March. Uh, I had a business in Avon. I had it for 14 years. Uh, mentally, I just didn't feel capable of running it anymore, so I made a decision to close it down. Um, I'd been left an inheritance from my mother, and I'd filed for bankruptcy, and I'd lost all that. And I basically lost everything uh, in the space of probably six weeks, um, which didn't have a very good impact on me. Um so you know it was just those thoughts that I, that that I was having and uh you know it brought me to a very kind of dark place uh, and the reason being you're you're here today because you've emerged from this exactly and and exactly. that's the reason the key, the key in this you yeah. wanted to say I've been there yeah i just thought you know 
if I'd been one of the statistics, if I had taken my life, you know, like the consequences, what it'd be like for my children today, my partner, uh, like it would have been devastating. Um, I can totally understand, I think, why somebody would go that far. Thank God, obviously I didn't. Um, You know, so I just, I'd like to encourage anybody out there who is struggling just to reach out to, you know, that you are valued, to try and talk to somebody that it's no way worth making that supreme sacrifice. How, how, let me just ask you this, how close were you to the edge? Um, I was very close, you know, I was contemplating different ways of doing it. Um, You know, the more I thought about it, the more I would try and justify it in my mind of, you know, why I should do it. Um, You know, I was left with nothing and my self-esteem had gone, you know, I felt like a failure. I'd compare myself to other men, you know, what am I doing wrong? Um... And it just leaves you in a very kind of lonely place, even if you're surrounded by people. Um, so you, you're at that point and you're considering and you're actually planning this. And what turns in your mind or what, what turns you away from the abyss? Well, for me, it was my children. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I would feel very sorry for myself because, you know, I, I like I didn't have any money. The situation was very bad and I couldn't do things with them. Like, uh, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't drive at the time either. Um you know, but <clears throat> they were just quite happy to be with me. You know, I, I realise that now when I look back, you know, that it was just nice to have the time with them. And I suppose, like, I had a very supportive partner as well who kind of, like, encouraged me, you know, to, like, the business was a big thing over my neck. You know, I couldn't, I find it very hard to function with that. And she just told me to stop one day, just just to stop doing what you're doing. And, um like if I didn't have that support I could have tried to go on further and further and just probably made it worse you know and my situation worse but um, just being able to stop and realise that you know it's not the end of the world You still had an awful lot I still had an awful lot When you reflected on it despite that in material matters you were down and out but look what you had your children your partner all the experience and the life experience you had behind you as well Tell me this did your partner know how bad the situation was would she have been really concerned for your welfare you know say you went out and she didn't know where you were things like that Uh, your children know yeah like I had one particular day you know in the height when things were really bad and uh, we spoke and like I I just couldn't even speak to her and she was at work so she had to make a phone call to somebody just to check up on me because that that day was kind of the worst day if there was any day that I would have done anything stupid it it was that day you know Um, so she was very aware of what was going on, you know, which couldn't have been nice for her either. You know, she could have been waiting for a phone call any day. Uh, you know, but once those thoughts start coming into your head, it's very hard to, you know, and it would cause this panic in me then, you know, like, you know, when do you cross the line? Like, you know, what's the difference in when you're having the thoughts to when you actually go ahead and decide to, you know, to do something about it, you know? Um so like it's it's you know it's it's and I found it hard to to reach out like you know I kind of avoided Nav and that would have been the town where I had my business and everybody know knew me like you know a lot of people would have known me and uh, I just didn't want to be seen around it I didn't want to face people at all I just kind of wanted to I just went into myself to be honest with you you know to curl up and yeah. go away and just, everything to go away from you yeah exactly yeah and I wouldn't you know I wouldn't advise that to anybody out there who's struggling uh, please just you know uh, make a phone call. Be honest with somebody. Just tell them that you're struggling. Reach uh, out. Just reach out. 
Yeah. Don't keep it to yourself. Yeah. Some people cope with life better than others. Yes. You know, uh, just be mindful of the people you see out there who might be struggling, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Can you pinpoint a time? Because you mentioned the re-engagement with your children, the support of your partner, when you realised what you actually had going for you. Was there a point then that the climb back started, that you, you moved away from this? Did you seek professional help? I, I did seek professional help, yeah. Um, and and that that really helped. I've I, I had like professional help before in the past mm. too, um, and you know I I I probably should have taken more of the professional help. Uh, there was a lot of pride involved with me, you know, and I think that's the pride is a thing that stops a lot of men reaching out. Um, men are supposed to be able to cope, you know. I felt I felt I couldn't cope, you know. I felt I you know I'd let a lot of people down. Um, I felt I was letting my children down with silly decisions I'd made, you know. And when I think about it now, it's crazy. When I look back, you know, I just made stupid mistakes. It wasn't the end of the world. But I was prepared to, to, to possibly make it the end of my world, you know. Show me the man or woman that hasn't made a mistake, Eddie West. And yeah. I'll say to you, I don't <laughs> think they're around because we all actually do. Yeah. Back to that point, when did you feel it was turning? You know, the wheel was turning and that you were in recovery and you are moving forward and yeah. leaving this behind I suppose maybe three or four months after I had given up the business and I was I suppose I like you know even though financially things were very tight I had a bit of time to breathe and to realise like that it wasn't the end of the world that maybe there was new opportunities out there for me to pursue which I did and you know slowly things started to, to get better and my mind became clearer, you know, I, I could I could see that there was, there was, you know, that I was needed, basically, you know, that, that you know, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't imagine being where I was this time last year. You touched on something there. You said to me when you were thinking about this, you know, the implications, if you had ended your life mm. for your three lovely children, yeah. for your partner, yeah. for your extended family. Yeah. That, Sitting here today, I just couldn't imagine, like, uh, Having done that, like left my children like that, you know, wondering why, you know, you know, what memories they would have had of me, you know, um, and the memories they would have had of me probably would have been good memories, like a happy man. But internally, you know, what would that have brought up in them? Like, you know, when they got older, they would have asked, like, what was he going through? Um, why did he do it? Why did he do it? Exactly. Um so you did bring that into your mind. You you thought about that. That was part of the conscious thinking. Well, that's what saved me, I think. You know, yeah. that, that was a large. Yeah, I'm just trying to get to that. That was the 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 the, the kernel of it. Yeah, you had nothing. Money wise, you had nothing. You you were getting small assistance from the state. Um, you know, business gone. Yeah. How do you then lift yourself? What what, what do you see as that that lifted the boat for you? I just had this. Always had this like little bit of just hope that. Uh, you know that things have to get better. You know, um, th- I just believed that, and I, I, I suppose that's what kind of got me through it, or, or started the kind of recovery process. You know, um, and just again, I suppose the children and, and family, just mm. the thoughts of leaving them behind, and mm. what, what they're going to have to the, pick up those pieces. You know, mm. he certainly picked up the pieces. Isn't he a remarkable guy? He's here. 
telling us his story. And, and not a long time ago, he stood looking into that abyss. And here he is with me today. And there's a very positive message coming from Eddie West. And we're going to hear more about it after the break. If you are affected by anything we're talking about here today, or you want to comment, we love to hear from you always. 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number. Or if you care to call in, it's 1850-715-958. Eddie West is with me on Late Lunch 2017. He stepped back from the brink and he's telling us his story this afternoon. Running your own business is a massive pressure in itself, isn't it? And you've people working for you and you're always looking for business and yeah. to balance the books and everything. That must have been, and I say this respectfully, because you did it for a long time, yeah. a huge relief to have that taken from me, even though you'd probably regret that that, that it went. Yeah, there was, a, there was pride again involved in that, you know. Um, but it was a massive weight off my shoulders. Um, it kind of gave me time just to sit with myself, to look at, you know, what was really going on in my head and my life. Um, it got to the stage where I suppose work was just more nearly of an escape, you know, just to kind of distract myself from what was going on in my head. But I wasn't being productive. Mm. Um, and I think I was making more of a mess that was would have been harder and harder to clean up, you know. Now, w- when you start off on this road back, the road to recovery, mm. you went labouring. I went labouring, yeah. Had you ever um, done that before in your life as a oh, labourer? Years I was a young ago, fella, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but certainly not not in the last twenty five years, you know. Um, and that 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 was hard. Like um, again, you know, and I have to talk about this because I know a lot of men suffer from pride, and you know, want to be seen to be doing well in life and that. And uh, so you know, people in Navan, I suppose, would have seen me as a businessman, and that was doing well and. Um, but I don't think many of them saw me, you know, when I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning to go labouring to meet a guy in Dunshockland and, you know, at six o'clock in the morning to go to Dublin. And uh, and then I ended up like I didn't even get paid for that. It was just, you know, a lot of just strange experiences. But, you know, I was productive. I was doing something. I just I said, I just I just have to go with this. You know, I just have to get a job of something. I need to get money in. Uh, and it was just a process like that. You know, things started to happen. I got another job after that. I, I had quite a few jobs. I was jumping from job to job, you know. Um, did you get paid at the others? Uh, yeah, well, I did. The, just the first job, I didn't get paid the labouring, but yeah, I got paid in the other jobs. Yeah. What was it like to receive a pay packet or to receive a, a week's wages from someone who was on the other side, you know, handing out the money, paying other people? Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was nice not to have to go looking for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I make loads of phone calls and... Uh, nearly beg for it, you know, the, the the money that you're owed. So, you know, that definitely took a lot of pressure off me. I was able to budget then and, you know, see really what was needed. You know, I could look at what was coming in and what was going out. It definitely made it easier, you know. And I do want to say something. Labouring is the most noble job that any person can do. Absolutely. It's a fantastic job. It's a tough job. It's not easy. And people earn good livings at it and have worked all their lives yeah. at it. And it was just, it was the first job I was offered. Yes. So, so I took it. Yeah, it's a, and you it's know. so important to any uh, society or an economy. So job to job, job to job. Now, you're in a full-time job now. I'm in a full-time and you, job now, In a yeah. job that you're absolutely loving. How mm. long are you working? Uh, you're back in graphic design, is that what you're graphic doing? Graphic design, yeah. How long are you in this job now? Um, uh, I'm in it just over a year now. Which is fantastic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like that year has flown. How did you get the job? And, and you're working in Drogheda now, is it? Yeah, yeah. just in Drogheda. Like, you know, I'm living in Slane, so it couldn't have worked out any better. Um, 
I, I basically just uh, applied, registered with Indeed. It's a just a website, a recruitment website, and I just got a phone call one day uh, from this company in Drada. Um, got an interview. The interview went really well, and I was hired a week later. You know, and I, I think from that point, life really started to improve. Then you know me, I got my self self esteem back, self worth. You know, I just felt more like a normal member of society. And those thoughts that I were having, like they haven't come into my head really since. Doesn't it show you how much being appreciated and employed and having a reason to get up in the morning? Yeah. But back then, you know, just when I was in the height of it too, like I couldn't, I, I didn't see myself as employable nearly because mentally, like I just, I, I felt so, like, yeah. you know, strange. To yes, be with you, yes, you know? yes. Um, and yet that was going on in your mind, but at the same time, look how employable you are. <laughs> look how, you know, this year past has developed for you and how much you love amazing what can happen in a year if you let it, you know. That's the point we want to make, isn't yeah, it, to people? Yeah, definitely. Because, like, you know, I, I can wholeheartedly, hand on heart, say this. I couldn't have imagined this, you know, in, in, in March 2017, sitting where I am sitting now, you know, in this job, all my bills paid, you know, to, to be on top of things, you know. Nobody chasing me for money, you know. It's just, it's a different life, to be honest with you. So, were you sorted financially now? Are, are you are you happy to say that you yeah, know? Yeah, like, that's I mean, behind you. It's behind me, you know. I, was I, that a big part of? Do you think? I was you... overwhelmed by debt. It was coming from from everywhere, like you know. And uh, you know, I, I looked into bankruptcy, and I, I I decided to go ahead with it, um, because uh, it, it wouldn't have been possible for me to pay back kind of what I owed. So um, you've come through the bankruptcy process? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And out the other side? Out the other side of that, too, thank God. So, you know, my life is pretty good today. You know, I have a great relationship with my children. see them regularly. Um, financially, I'm just, you know, I have enough to get by. Do you know, <laughs> I have enough to get by. And uh, the bills are paid, you know. You're I'm, healthy? I'm healthy. You're in a good space as well in your mind. There's been no going back to this dark times at all. That's oh, behind not. you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. I, I really, I, I wouldn't want to go back there, you know, because uh, it's it's touch and go. To be honest with you, when you're when you're in that space, you know, mm. you, you start to justify it, the thoughts in your head, you know, like maybe, you know, your children would get over it eventually. Like it's only a matter of time and. I personally myself grew up without a father and I was like, you know, you kind of get used to it. Terrible, like insane thoughts, just it's madness, you know. Um, I would never think like that now, you know. I'm here for a reason. I have plenty of purpose to be around, you know, there's people that need me and, you know, I'm happy today, you know. And I, I just I just think if I could help anybody else or give any sort of hope, uh, I suppose that's why I wrote that post. It just came, it wasn't prepared or anything. I, I read the first post about the, terrible incident of the, the seven young seven men from Mead and then I just came out with that you know and got a great reaction from it and I just hope it can help somebody that's struggling you know Be in no doubt that the words you're speaking here today what you've posted on social media everything you're going to do and I, to, I know there's going to be more features on you as well because of I have to say being so honest and putting your life out there your soul to bear for everyone yeah, to see look, I've nothing to lose you know I know I realise that now I've been through the worst of it for me to be honest and just say how it happened and what I went through I've nothing to lose you know 
only everything to gain and yeah. to look forward to now as well yeah. with your children. Yeah. Were you concerned because your children are 8, 11 and 13? Uh, yeah. You know, they're at formative years heading into the teens. We should look at that one, by the way. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's all ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to try knock you off your trolley or anything. Maybe I shouldn't even have said that, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, you'll realise it in, in due course. But, you, you know, to do what you did, to put that out there, did you say to them, and I mean, you did to your partner, I'm sure, did you say, this is coming, I'm going to tell everybody about me? I didn't, I didn't yet, I, you know, um, I, I didn't have time, like I didn't even pre- prepare it, it just... It was a reflex. It was just a reflex those, from reading one post. To those suicides and quite a number that have yeah. happened and I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. But these are resilient children, they know about you, they know what you've been through. They do, yeah, they are resilient and they're, they're the best in the world, love them to bits. And you know what they'll think? Oh. That man is even greater than we ever thought. Yeah. They will. They Please will. God. Oh no, they will, Eddie. Yeah. They will. They will. They will for sure. You know. Yeah. But I know you're going to talk to them about it as well. Sure, it's going to be. It is everywhere. And it's out here again today with us on on late lunch on LMFM Radio. Look, I just want to say to you once more, thank you for coming into me today, not at all, uh, and speaking pleasure. about this on the show and putting it out there, and you know. Telling the story that from the darkest of days, if you're in those dark days at the moment, or you're feeling, talk to somebody, reach out. Yeah, and just trust that things will get better. Things will get better if you if you know if you just if you stay around. Mm. That's a, a very very powerful message to finish on today. Thank God you stayed around and are here today. Hopefully, I'll be around for a bit longer. You too. will indeed. <laughs> I'm sure you will, Eddie West. It's been my pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks very Wish much. Wish you for well. Thank, Thank you for you. joining me on the show. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. There's always something to be had and enjoyed in Nikki Kyle's wonderful polytunnels in the Nall. And we're back. Let me wish you a happy Christmas first. Oh, well, happy Christmas to you, Jerry. Not, not quite Christmas yet, but almost there. Almost there is yeah. right. We're starting at the top end of the tunnel today. What have we got here? over there which is just starting to head nicely green magic uh, yeah green magic of course it had a little bit of an attack of grey aphid earlier but um, I've been doing a lot of experimenting with that and I've discovered that if you actually paint warm coconut oil onto grey aphid it kills the aphids because what it does is it stops them breathing um, and you know they just drop off so it's, it's since we eat it it's there's nothing har- harmful about it you know and if you just get it a little bit warm um, not hot and then you get a pastry brush or an ordinary brush or something you just paint it onto the leaves where the grey aphid is what happens then particularly when it comes out in the cold it's lovely it, it sets hard and you can crumble it off the next day grey aphids and all it's brilliant why didn't I come to you weeks ago <laughs> because my Brussels sprouts and I've been rubbing them off oh, trying to rub yeah. them off yeah. rub them off oh, they got a quite a, a severe yeah, attack it, it, in the heart of the top of the plant for some reason it was very bad this year and I've never had it as bad but somebody gave me some plants they were bought in plants and I never do that normally because they will bring them in um, but sadly I did get an attack and there's still one or two around but I put the coconut oil on you see mm. and the coconut oil is brilliant so Wasn't, just pure coconut yeah, oil warm yeah, it slightly and yeah, put it on but what a tip warm it enough for it to melt yes. that's all it doesn't need to be warm because otherwise it will burn the leaves Okay. Uh, and you have to do it quickly then because if you 
come out here into the cold with a jar of warm coconut oil, it's solid in about five minutes. <laughs> anyway, great tip because that aphid yeah. has been a big problem. Has, now, yeah. what else have we? Arica fragma, which is a wonderful salad uh, plant. You know, the Chinese February orchid, which is beautiful in March. Uh, but uh, the leaves have a lovely kind of uh, lettucey, cucumbery taste. Uh, there's endive there, which is the, the frilly thing we're eating in the salad. There's um, radish leaves here. And there's chicory and there's ragged jack kale. Oh, there's nasturtiums still, which I'm amazed about, actually. Absolutely, and I'm looking at them here. The one thing, just to say again, and you're a great champion of this and to re-emphasise it, the green salad leaves, eating your greens. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much research coming out about this. And the most important thing every day is to eat some raw greens, some raw salad leaves. And it's very easy, particularly if you don't stuff yourself with rubbish in the morning, to eat a green salad at lunchtime and then have your lunch, whatever you want, because that is actually feeding your gut bacteria. Mm. And your gut bacteria are what keep you healthy. Mm. And they're very important. Now, we have something to look at here. Um, Some potatoes, which I did earlier on. Uh, I haven't looked at these, but I, I... I sort of felt around and I think there's a couple of, oh look, a couple of potatoes in here. Can you believe it? We approach midwinter and Nikki Kyle has new potatoes for our Christmas table. God, you have a load of them. Yeah, well actually I've got about a dozen pots there. I haven't actually, as you can see from here. because the, the When did you sow those? Um, I put them in about uh, mid-August, mid to the end of August. And now you have these yeah. for your Christmas table. Yeah, what variety? Um, that's Red Duke of York, which is a, an early potato, um, or second early. But all of the earlies will, will do that uh, very nicely. But any potato will grow pretty much at any time of year. Look at oh, our Robin. <laughs> Look at Robin Redbreast. Look. Oh, right, my God, Nikki, it does here. my heart good. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Well, you see, uh, this is why I have a gap at the top of the tunnel there. I keep the pigeons and the pheasants out because pheasants in here are bad news. They explode when they get frightened. But I, all the little birds are let in all the time because they come in here and they actually eat all the flies and the spiders and the, any bugs that are around. And this is a great place for them to forage mm. because it's dry. They love it. There's usually a few wrens in here as well, but they're more shy and always sparrows. Mm. They're always in here, but they're my pest control. I don't need to do anything else. It's terrific. And look, I have to tell listeners to kind of describe the scene. The sun has come out. We're almost at midwinter, but you can actually feel, Nikki, that heat. The tunnel picks it up and it magnifies the heat, doesn't it? But I mean, the biggest thing for the the plants really isn't necessarily the heat, which is what people think. It's actually the shelter from wind that makes the huge difference Mm. to, um, you know, vegetables producing a lot more. And I mean, I grow things in here and people say, well, why don't you grow that outside? That grows outside. Yeah. But, you know, if I grow it outside, it'll produce only about a quarter as much as it will in the tunnel. You know, things like chard and even the kale, the perennial kale I was given by a friend a couple of years ago, is brilliant. It's thoroughly enjoying life in the tunnel. Mm. And these things are so much more productive. Why put them out in the cold and be miserable and, you know. Now, I wanted to say to you, we are at midwinter and people would consider this so much the low point of the year that things are nearly in stagnation. But it yeah. is not the case, we want to no, say. No, it's not. It's just that everything's a little bit slower. And, and the great thing about a polytunnel or a greenhouse is that you can come out and get light. And light's terribly important for us as well. To get at least 20 minutes of light every day, you get your vitamin D, you get cheered up you know a lot of people suffer from from sad now a lot of that now is is actually to do with diet Um, again you know if you if you don't eat the best diet in the world um you know your your gut bacteria kind of are are, are telling you because there's a direct connection sorry jerry between your gut and your brain Mm. and if you eat bad food then that ends up you know affecting your brain now, come over here. I can't believe this. I'm, I'm redirecting you. We'll go back there in a moment. I have to take you over this way. What is happening here 
uh, with your grapes because there's there's grapes still hanging from the vines here. What's this? Uh, yes, well, this this is a very late grape called Flame. It's a seedless grape. Can I have a little taste? Oh, Nicky, it's gorgeous. Uh, amazing, isn't it? Well, actually, do you know what? It's an experiment this year because I've never done it before. But um, the Victorian kitchen gardeners were absolute artists. They were masters at having out-of-season veg all year round. And, of course, they used to pick bunches of suitable grapes, uh, a suitable variety, uh, with a length of stem. And they would put them in a bottle, sort of lying on its side, a bit like a wine cellar. Uh, and those grapes would last for months. They had these special grape cellars or fruit cellars. And I thought, well, how about... If if I try leaving a couple of very late bunches on the vine to see will they last till Christmas, and we're nearly there. <laughs> that would be lovely on the cheese board to have our oh, own grapes, wouldn't it? You'll have it, of course, with that very special yeah. blue cheese, which we won't tell anybody oh. about. That's a secret, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, any, anything else we have to see here before we head out to the table? Let's go down this way. Oh, look at your set. Look at the celery. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting a bit manky looking now because we've had a couple of serious frosts. I had nearly a minus seven in here last mm-hmm. week. Minus six, anyway, certainly six and a half. Um, and that was all bent double with frost and a lot of stuff was. But it's recovered. It was covered with fleece, but had I known it was going to be such a bad frost, I'd have put two layers of fleece on and that would have protected it totally. And that does the job. If you're yeah, worried does, about anything, yeah. the fleece yeah. is great. Fleece is brilliant. But I, I like wearing lots of layers of clothes rather than one heavy one. Actually, a couple of layers of fleece is actually much more effective than just one and here again as we walk down the tunnel oh look here it is and you are the greatest fan of watercress uh, well do you know watercress is higher in nutrients than any other green for years everyone else was saying oh it's charred it's spinach and i was like no it isn't it's it's watercress not only that it's full of a phytochemical called isothiocyanate which are actually extremely good they're anti-cancer i mean watercress is anti-everything and it's so delicious it makes wonderful salads it makes wonderful soups souffles you name it it does it and it grows literally if people can find nice fresh salad bags now with two or three shoots of watercress in if they look closely they might even see tiny little roots growing on the watercress pop those into a jar of water in a few days time on a warm windowsill in in the kitchen or somewhere it will produce roots pot it up in some nice organic compost keep it somewhere not freezing cold you know that has actually been frozen solid that side of the bed and it's recovered but it won't take too much of that just cover it with fleece and put it somewhere bright and it'll produce loads of salads and not only that those plants there that all of those were grown um, from I sowed seed about 11 or 12 years ago now and I kept cuttings of the plants ever since and that's the same plants that bed looks like it's June, midsummer, not yeah. midwinter. It's and so I've healthy picked, looking. I picked loads from it in the last week. It's terrific. It's One question before we tell them mm. what we're going to, uh, what you're going to prepare at the table. I've struggled with garlic. You've known this at home mm. myself for years, and and I'd say quite a few people do. I was in Mister Middleton the other day. I picked up Cristo and Thermodrome, mm-hmm. and they're two you've recommended to me yeah. in the past. Any tips for making it work for me this year? That it won't. Mine grows to a point. It looks so healthy, and then it wilts. I hope you're not growing it in the same soil you were growing it in before. I mean, just rotate uh, your garlic bed, uh, give it plenty of drainage, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't like to be soaking wet in the winter, mm. um, but it does like to be cold because that's when garlic actually produces its um, roots, you know, when it's uh, cold in the winter. So I, I think really that's, that's all I can say, mm-hmm. you know. Just, just make sure that the bed is well-drained. Don't give it loads of food. Don't feed garlic. It doesn't want to be in a bed that's just been manured. 
um, because it, it you know makes soft growth that's much more disease prone. Okay. But it should be fine. Fingers crossed. I'm going to give it one more go and yeah. then it's abandoned ship if it doesn't work this year. Well, but just grow it in tubs instead, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, if, if things, you know, I always do that. If things don't work in the garden, um, you know, then try them in tubs. I mean, if you want to grow early onion sets, for instance, don't plant them in the garden because they can carry in nasty diseases. Plant them in a tub. And then if there is anything wrong with them, you can just throw it all out instead mm. of infecting your garden. Mm. Yeah. Good tip there. Good tip there. So we're heading for the table and the knoll. And what's in store this Christmas 2018? Well, as you know, everything we do on Tunnel to Table is always seasonal and organic. So it has to be seasonal. So it has to be made from what we've got here. Now, this may sound a little bit boring to some people, but believe me, when you taste it, um, it's called Potato Kale Two Cheese and Walnut Bake. Uh, and it's garnished with uh, a crispy green side salad and garnished with pomegranate seeds. That's the only thing I haven't grown. We've arrived at the table. And what a table this always is. What a kitchen it is. It's just so homely, so welcoming. Messy. And Well, listen, sure isn't that the sign of a work? books everywhere. Saucepans <laughs> everywhere. Chaos. Do you hear her? But you know what? It's fantastic chaos. It's the chaos I absolutely love, I have to say, because this is the real McCoy. Now, tell us again, remind us, the dish today. It's potato, kale, two cheese and walnut bake. Um, And it's garnished with pomegranate seeds for for a bit of seasonal colour. And actually the burst uh, of freshness from those really goes with the rich cheese uh, and with the crispy green side salad. Now, the two cheeses I've used in this are the incomparable Cashel Blue Organic Cheese. It is wonderful. I'm just totally addicted to it. It's the best blue cheese in the world, and it's so fantastic. And also a good organic mature cheddar from Sainsbury's in Newry, um, which I got yesterday. Um, and uh, some uh, everything else really is is from here. Well, apart from and also the cream I've used in the recipe is Glenisk Organic Cream. Okay, so I will con car with that because I've tasted the cashew blue and I'm going to be lucky enough this Christmas too again. It is the most magnificent cheese. So let's talk about this dish. How do you put it together? Um, well, it's very easy, really. You just want two large, two medium to large red onions. Now, you don't need to be fussy about exact ingredients. You don't exactly have to follow this. A couple of medium to large red onions, which are actually more flavour and they're better for you. Um, and you just wilt those down in a pan. Um, you don't want them sort of browned or anything like that. You just want them nicely sort of wilted down so that they're pliable. Um, and then you add uh, some cloves of garlic, as many as you like. I always add loads of garlic. Um, some chopped thyme uh, which is very important to use fresh thyme because fresh and dried herbs often taste completely different and fresh thyme is lovely in this yeah and then you you add the kale and the garlic um, and you wilt everything down together until it's probably about half cooked now a big lid helps on the frying pan because otherwise it it could be a little bit too dry and that will help it to wilt down keep turning it over um, and you don't want it fried you just want it to sort of steam slightly and wilt so that it's half cooked and then you um you've got about a kilo of any kind of potatoes really whatever potato you like sweet potatoes not bad if you don't want to eat normal potatoes um can be a little bit pasty in this but yeah it just depends uh, what what you like um but anyway you layer the potatoes you put a layer of potatoes a layer of uh, half the kale and onion uh, and garlic mixture another layer of potatoes and um the other the rest of the kale and garlic mixture and then uh, a layer of potatoes on top now it really doesn't matter you don't have to be fancy about layering these potatoes or any patterns or anything else because you won't see any of it it's going to be smothered in delicious cheese and walnut 
So that goes in after you've done your job in the pan. Yeah. The potatoes go into the pan now, or are the no, potatoes no, already no, cooked? No, the, the potatoes aren't cooked. They go into the dish uh, raw. Uh, as I say, you know, you layer them. All this will be on the website. Uh, they go in raw. Uh, the reason you have to wilt the kale a bit is because it wouldn't cook properly uh, otherwise in the centre of the dish. Uh, and then that actually will all go into the oven um, on its own without the cheese. Or actually, sorry, you put the cream in um, and you put it into the oven with a tight lid or some foil. Um, and you put that in for about an hour on about 180 in a fan oven. And then when a knife, a sharp knife, goes just into the potatoes in the centre, then you take it out of the oven. It's always about an hour um, with this amount. That You put the cheese on top, any old how, it doesn't matter, the grated cheddar, and you crumble the blue cheese, put it on top uh, with the walnuts, and keep a few walnuts for the outside if you want, but you don't really see them. I mean, look at it there, you know, it's smothered in cheese. <laughs> um, and then just put it back into the oven uh, for about another 20 minutes at the same temperature until it's sort of nicely boiling and bubbly and delicious and it's got all those lovely brown bits around the side that you can't resist picking off you know and then you finish off when it comes out as yeah. you've done here with the lovely pomegranate seeds on top which yeah. is the beautiful red and it's surrounded by your green salad which you mentioned yeah. is so important yeah it's a crispy green salad because you really need something to offset the amount of sort of strong flavours the richness of this dish um, but it's all good food you know and the, the great thing about this is you can also once it's cooked you can actually put it in the fridge if you can bear to leave it alone or you can put a bit of it in the fridge and overnight chill it overnight uh, and that will lower the carb content by about 50 percent again by the retrogradation thing we were talking about earlier in the year and you can look that up on the website um, but that will i've tried cooking the potatoes first and chilling them it doesn't work quite as well um, I find it's better to do it this way because all the flavours kind of blend together more. And believe me, when it's in the fridge and you take it out, you could eat it for breakfast. And I'm afraid I have been known to quite often. <laughs> well, let me have a taste here and we'll see the proof is in the pudding. And it's just come hot out today. It's absolutely gorgeous. Steaming here as it comes out. Let me have that. And a little, I want a little piece of the green salad. Oh, my, oh, my. <laughs> it's a real foil, isn't it, the salad it, yeah. for the you, you beautiful that. richness yeah. of the dish. Yeah. Absolutely. And it tastes much richer when it's, mm. when it's hot like that. But on the other hand, it's delicious cold too. You can actually slice it up. There's, there's a slice there of one I did uh, last week. Um, and you can slice it up like a cake. And it cuts very neatly once it's all cold and it's chilled. Um, and it's so delicious cold. Uh, you know, with you could sort of arrange a whole um, one, cut a whole sort of cake of it, if you like, cut into wedges on a plate and surround it with greenery and surround it with cold meats and things. I mean, it's such a versatile dish. Mm. How long could you keep that? You mentioned a week ago. Will it keep a week or so yeah, in the fridge? It'll, it'll, yeah, it will. It'll, it'll keep a, a week in the fridge, definitely, once it's cooked. It's a very wholesome, let me say, dish. And, and you know, I've said it to you before. You are the queen of flavours because the flavour of that food is just sensational. <laughs> That's very nice for you to say so, Jerry. but I think flavour is the most important thing in food. Why the hell do we eat food if it doesn't taste good? I mean, you know, I, I love food that tastes good and I hate to go somewhere out for a meal or something and be disappointed because it doesn't taste like I think it ought to. But you know what I'm getting at? A lot of these things, you're dipping in these yeah. artificially made... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. 
You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sauces oh, and everything, no. but this is all natural ingredients these, bringing out the flavours. But these are real ingredients, but that's the key, really, is to think. And that's why I, I thought suddenly thought, well, I don't grow pomegranates, but perhaps I can get away with using those as a garnish because they are bringing out that fruitiness is bringing out the flavour of this when it's hot. Now they'd be just as nice with it when it's cold, but it doesn't need the pomegranates, the fruit, so much when it's cold, uh, because it's it's obviously you know that the cheese isn't so melted. It's a wholesome dish. It really is. So you mentioned breakfast time, dinner, evening, n- no matter what, any time. Any time you can eat a slice of that, believe me. Lunch, you know, any time. It's incredibly versatile, actually, once it's cold. And actually, if you want, you could make this two or three days ahead and heat it up on the day you want it, if you want to eat it hot. And it, I mean, it's a very good natured dish. It does that easily. So starting off on the pan with the early ingredients yeah. into the oven-proof dish then, build it up in layers, yeah. put it in the oven, as Nikki yeah. said. And mind you, the recipe, again, reminding you, as on NikkiKyleGardening.com. It's yeah. all there, all the details of it. Yeah. Wholesome, hearty, Christmassy. Oh, it's very Christmassy, isn't it? And, well, you know, cash will be organic. I mean, it has to be Christmas, doesn't it? It really does. Anyway, here we are, mid-winter uh, in the Knoll. And just one final thing. You have a little piece of... Is that a little piece of ham or bacon you have there? Yeah, it's a piece of collar bacon or collar ham, whatever you like to call it. But that is actually lovely with it as well. And that, that ham is actually from Coolanole Organic Meats, from Coolanole House in Carlo. Uh, and they actually have a very good website. You can order all their meats off their website. It's all organic and they deliver or they're at several farmers markets around Dublin. It's sweet. I'm just it's, after it's taking a little nice. nibble of it here. Oh, but you see, that's my secret. Mm-hmm. That's my secret. <laughs> because when I cook a ham, I always cook our Christmas ham, uh, I cook it with some apple juice. A lot of people put coke and ghastly things in there. I cook it in almost pure apple juice, uh, but with an apple in as well, and with a handful of cloves or half a handful of cloves thrown into the water. And that is actually what makes it taste fabulous. Oh, it is fabulous. It is. And I can just imagine pairing it yeah. with the dish you've done today. Well, here we are the end of another year and again Nikki Kyle I want to thank you because I know you're so popular with late lunch listeners uh-huh. it's mentioned to me all the time oh. that they hang on your every word they're following you I know on social media now checking out your website as well and I just want to say a big thank you to you once again this year for bringing us so much and reminding us that we can grow our own it's not difficult and yeah. that food is really 
the medicine of life. Well, food is the most basic thing, isn't it? You know, uh, and if we can't eat good food, then what is the point in anything else, really? To me, I would sooner spend money on food than have the best holidays, the best jewels or anything else. I don't care. I want good food. And I want to be able to share that with my family and friends. And I am so thrilled to be able to share it with your viewers as well, because I, I'm just thrilled that people enjoy my food. Um, you know, and I get lots of nice comments on, on Twitter and things too. And it's really it's very nice it's like having them all to eat around my table and i hope you all have a wonderful christmas everybody uh, as wonderful as we're going to have may we wish you nikki and your family a very happy christmas as well and we all look forward as usual to the uh, shortest day passing and we're Absolutely. away again for 2019 Absolutely. it's what keeps gardeners young yeah it's the gardeners new year new year's day on the 22nd of december is the gardeners new year from then on the days start getting longer we can all start putting our potatoes in the extra early potatoes in oh so much exciting things to look forward to <laughs> it really is but in the meantime we have a christmas dish yep. to scoff here thank you again nikki and thank you jerry it's a pleasure the Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. I've said it many times before, since this lady became my guest on Late Lunch, uh, she's made my life so easier because I'm able to buy the most brilliant books for my friends and people who enjoy reading as well. Yes, it's Late Lunch Book Club time and there's only one for us. It's Margaret Madden. Margaret, great to see you. Oh, great to be back, Jerry. Great to have Christmas you with us. Christmas visit. Oh, yes, and a very important one because she's going to tell us about her book of the year and she has many other great recommendations if you're looking for something for the stocking this Christmas. We're on Facebook live yes we are on facebook live you can join us there and say hello to us as well follow us on social media now let's begin and go straight in with your recommendation after the year now you've picked many fine books month by month but Mm -hmm. i do remember one month in the year (laughs) and you said to me unless something falls from the clouds this will be the book of the year and it is yeah I think I squealed actually on, on the radio <laughs> I'm so passionate about it and the book of the year for me is A Ladder to the Sky by John Boyne why Margaret why is this book so good I think well first of all the squeal was an indicator <laughs> I think of a grown woman squealing as like a teenager at a concert it, it just has everything it it has wit it has humour it has sarcasm drip sarcasm which I love about John Boyne um, but just so uh, delicately written as well so there's a combination of everything in there and an absolutely amazing story with a hideous character that even though he's hideous he's also adorable in some ways and when I turned the last page which I put off by the way I kept going no I don't want to finish it I don't want to finish it um, I I had the biggest book hangover as I call it I, I could not move on to another book for really I think it was about 10 days which for me is <laughs> unbelievable yeah that's a long well, time well it can get no greater <laughs> recommendation so yeah. it's a ladder to the sky and this guy John Boyne he's produced some wonderful books in his mm. lifetime is this the best because when you talk about the boy in the striped uh, pyjamas the hearts invisible furies yeah. and so on and so on um, it's really hard to say it's the best but it's I 
it's the one that's still lingering with me the most, I think, if okay. that makes a difference. And uh, I've also read an advanced copy of his new children's one, t- kind of teenage one that's coming out in March and it's going to be huge as well. But this one, I think, is always going to be pretty special for me. Morris Swift is the character's name in it and I don't think I'll ever ever forget that name. If I ever get another two dogs, I'm going to call them Morris and Swift. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you but what. But I have three, so it'll be, it'll be a while. No, relax, relax, relax. There won't be, won't be room in that house out there <laughs> Bleach House Library for, yeah. for, for any more. I can look, hear me calling them in the garden nearly, you know, going, Morris, Swift, come in for your dinner. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the book of the year, yeah. Margaret Madden, comes with five-star recommendation from the woman herself, A Ladder to the Sky by John Boyne. Now, we have lots more because we want to get through a few today for different genres. So let's maybe take this approach. Say you had somebody who's a real bookie-book, who loves to read. Right. What would you recommend? Um, I think there, there's... Two that, that I'm t- I'm just pulling from the pile yes. here. So we have um, the Booker Prize winner with Milkman by Anna Burns. She's mm. a Northern Ireland um, author who has basically burst onto the scene. Even though she's had books out already, this this obviously with the big prize. Ironically, that's what John Boyne's book was about. Yes. big prize. Um, it's it's been a lot of people are saying, oh, it's going to be too RC. I won't read it because it's too RC. It's not at all RC. Can I trademark that phrase, actually? Um, It's literary fiction, but it's beautiful. It's set back in the 70s um, around the times of the Troubles. Um, It is slightly experimental in that she doesn't use people's names. She uses phrases for them, hence Milkman. That is a person in it, you know. Um, But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I took my time reading it because each sentence is poetic. It's Even though it's a disturbing read at times, it's also hilariously funny in moments, the way she's written it and um, laugh out loud at times. You okay, know? so yeah. Man Booker Prize winner, Milkman, and if you if there's somebody who you know who loves reading, who yeah. loves the, the books, that's one. What's the other one The other have? one is Notes to Self. All, it's non-fiction. They're essays, which are now the huge thing at the moment. Um, and it's it, Emily is uh, an academic, but she has written basically her soul down on these pages. And they're, they're just a couple of uh, different stories in looks in, in, into her life. So trying for a baby. Um, her father is um, a journalist who's an alcoholic, absolutely heartbreakingly beautifully written mm. uh, honest uh, that's the thing about this book it's honest and me- very very memorable okay and that's note to self Done. is the yeah. name of it by emily pine yeah. highly recommended facebook live join us on facebook live we're there at the moment you can see what's happening here in the studio you'll see the covers of the books as well yeah. if you're a little bit uh, if you want to put them in as reminders in, in your technology when you go to buy them as gifts for people now right that's for somebody who's the committed reader who's mm-hmm. someone who knows their stuff who's well versed at it now, if you want to make your mother-in-law's Christmas, and there might be a few people out there <laughs> might like to do that, and you know she likes a little bit of reading or whatever. Well, okay. Have you anything in that pile that you could whip out there for yeah, her? Yeah, I wish I had brought bags and bags, but we've no, run no, out of no, time, you've wouldn't loads, we? You've um, I well, there's everybody loves Hazel Gaynor. Okay. She is amazing at a har- historical fiction. This this hit the bestseller. She was in with you, I think. She was. The time. She was in about this very book, yeah. The Lighthouse Keeper's Daughter. Yeah, and this has just been. Um, really really well received I've actually only got about literally a couple of pages into it because I'm so late on everything so I would definitely look at, at this Okay. and then uh, Roisin Meany I adore I think she's had 14 or 15 books and I got this during the summer 
<laughs> but I put it in my beach bag and then I put my beach bag away for the summer and it's only just reappeared. So I've just finished it and it's really, really lovely. It's um, The Anniversary uh, is the name of the book. Yeah. What, just in a few words, what is it about? Uh, this is about Lily and Charlie and they have been separated for a number of years and now have new partners. Um, but they go back to a holiday home that they all used to share bringing their new partners with them. So it's the kind of family dynamic and their kids, how they're acting now with this new... Well, the kids are grown up and yes. how they're acting to the new other halves in their parents' okay, lives. Okay, so um, it is a family dynamic yeah. that's changed and it's the relationship with a twist and yeah. how they get on. You enjoyed it? I did, I really did. But I love Roisin's writing style. It's just, she... I think sometimes she doesn't get enough recognition for what she does. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you like Cathy Kelly and stuff like that, it, 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 it's definitely well worth checking out Roisin. Okay, so yeah. if you have then a, a, an adult son or daughter or somebody in that sphere as well, mm. you know, and you're thinking, what would they be into? What might they like this Christmas time? What would um, sit well in the stocking for somebody like that? Okay, I would say for the girls, this is very sexist is of the, me to, no, to no, split it, but the skin nerd is non-fiction. This is Jennifer Rock. Um, I couldn't wait to get my hands on this. I had to order it in. So this is basically she... Oh, God, let me see. She's the mantra of award-winning skincare. Um, she goes into the science behind it, but in a fun way. Okay. So she'll talk about like how you should treat your skin from the inside out. Nearly. This is non-fiction, this book. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just... I, I hate to use the phrase self-help, but it's self-help for your skin if you if you basically if you give a shit about how your skin is. Yes. Don't spend 190 euro on a skin cream when you can find out something very basic that you can do with it. In this book. Yeah. So it's a very good guide for girls yeah. taking care of their skin. It has absolutely gorgeous stuff in it. Um, guys and girls talks about so acne both. all the way through. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah. both. It's unisex. It's men. But there's a women's. lot about makeup I have to okay. say so I love so, it. But it really is probably airing on the girly side you're saying to me. Yeah. But you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm still dipping in and out of it. It has like a part for uh, keeping a journal as well. So you can say, you know, at that time of the year my skin was very dehydrated and then you take just take a little note of that and then you can come back to it a few months later and see how by changing maybe if you introduced oils into your life or vitamins or something it, it, it's something you dip in and out or if okay. you have a specific problem you can go to the index the skin nerd you ordered that would it be available generally in yeah it was first one was sold out so they've okay. reprinted yeah right so it is there and and you can pick it up yeah so that's on the girl side mm. Anything for the boys in there that you can see? Well, what about the sports book? Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's not technically a sports book because you know me, I'm yeah. not mad into the sports. Yeah. Um, but this is fiction and it's called, oh, well, anybody who knows the sport, The First Sunday in September. Now, ironically, this was the first year that the All-Ireland Hurling Final wasn't held on the first yes. Sunday of September. Yes. But um, the title is what it, what it is. Traditionally, it always was. Yeah. It was Hurling Final Sunday. Absolutely. So this is Ty Coakley's... Um, it's short stories, but they're interlinked. So there's mm. like, uh, I think there's like 14 or 15 stories and it's all based around this All-Ireland Hurling final. So yes. you have the players, you have the fans, you have the club, mm. you have the coach, you have the trainers. Each one has a story and yes. they're all interlinked. Now, it's not uh, a laugh out loud read. Yeah. It's um, airing on the literary fiction side and parts of it can be quite dark. But oh my God, does it give you a great, great insight into how a Hurling team works and the 
pride they have in carrying that ash hurl, you know, yeah. as they walk out representing their county. Absolutely. So you love this. Yeah. Um, would you consider yourself a sporty woman? <laughs> well, I have the hurling. I I would love because yes. husband and son both play. Great. Yeah. So. And the daughters play as well. We're getting a, a, a oh, I'm being waved at from the, the wings back. here yeah. as well. Don't leave them out, please, please. <laughs> we don't want any friction in the household this Christmas. Uh, the first Sunday in September, and it will be August from now on. Ironically, uh, with with the change for the next five years in, think, in the dates yeah, as well. Yeah. And what a year it was with Limerick winning the All Ireland. What a marvelous final it was. And I have to say again, our finest, our finest field sport. We're heading to a short break. She's giving giving you her book of the year. There's lots more on the table here to be recommended for Christmas as gifts. We have two brilliant gift packs to give away today. Six books in each for free to one of you listening this afternoon to our book club on late lunch. Here is the question. I have it here. What is the nearest planet to planet Earth. What is the nearest planet to planet Earth? What's the answer we're looking for? It comes nearest on an orbit. There's two of them, but there's one comes nearer than the other. The nearest planet on its orbit to planet Earth at a certain time of the year is what planet? I'm looking for the name. Text your answer or WhatsApp it to 086-1800-658 with your name and details and we'll pick two winners. Only one condition. You have to come in and collect the books. That's the only condition. Back with Margaret in a mo. Margaret Madden is with us. She's named her book of the year. She's going through some brilliant titles that would make great gifts for people at Christmas. And don't forget our competition, The Nearest Planet to Planet Earth. We have two gift packs to give away on late lunch this afternoon. What's the name of the planet? 086-1800-658 by text or WhatsApp. Again, hello to everybody on Facebook Live who've been with us through the break so they've seen what's going on and behind <laughs> the scenes here. We couldn't repeat when we were live on air on the radio. Could we, Margaret Madden? Definitely not, but they've had it on Facebook Live. You have to go across there and join us. Can I indulge myself? Will you allow me just name a book? Okay, just the one, Gary. Just the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I show you? Here is my book, my book of the year, yes. And it's been riding high in the bestsellers all year. I read it on holidays. I couldn't leave it down. The Tattooist of Outswits. Now, Margaret, I will say, this is not an easy book to read. No, it's not. It's. Ex- I mean, obviously, I think anything um, dealing with the Holocaust is going to be a difficult read. And like we were talking about John Boyne, Boyne's striped pyjamas it's so emotional but it's also so important that we keep it in discussion especially for children how are they ever going to understand the horrors of the Holocaust if we don't keep seeing it in books um, yeah, you can see it in movies, but I think yeah. to have it in the written form is um, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. You just but, said what I was going to say. That but is I, I have to admit that I wasn't as big of a fan of it yes. as you. Yeah. However, again, an important book. Very. It doesn't really matter how good it is written in this case because the story is what is important it's the powerful and it is based story on, it on is real life. if you want something that will move you and really grab your attention and remind you about something that happened not hundreds of years ago but within living memory this is the book anyway Andrew O'Connor <laughs> is on the desk sure how am I surprised is he your favourite I, do you know, I can't say his favourite because I'll upset other people, won't I? I know. Um, I think he is just amazing at a historical fiction. Mm. He really connects and makes it fun, you know. Um, yes. He doesn't try and take himself too seriously. And even though this book, by Royal Appointment, is the, is the one that I'm talking yep. about today, Chewed in the Corner by the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted two more dogs. Yeah, and it was joking like a, me? It was an early copy and I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, um, he's just so clever in what he does. He gets, in this case, he he has taken the story of um, Bertie um, and his Irish 
lover, if we could call her that, a pre-marriage affair, and um, brought it to life in his, with his great words. Mm. Oh, yes, you great. reviewed it here with us recently, and it is a marvellous story, yeah, the way he is interpreted. Yeah, it's doing really well. Yeah. Andrew O'Connor, if you love his stuff, you'll adore this one. And he is brilliant. If you haven't uh, tried him, do it for the first time. Get this book this yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, it's a standalone, so you, you don't have to have followed any series. Now, do you know the quiz question? I came yeah. up with the quiz question because oh, of this book. right. And, you know, we did talk about this we book did. previously. It's yeah. Eat the Moon by... Breeder Joy. Oh, yes. Now, I did say when I reviewed this, I gave a book of the month, that I feared that it wouldn't get the attention it deserved mm. because it was written by a woman. Now, I did get given out to for that, but it was the truth. And I think it still stands. I think if this had a, a man's name written down here, we'd be seeing more about it in the newspapers and stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a gorgeous book. It's really, really gorgeous. I, I can't understand why... Um, it, it hasn't been shouted yes. a lot more. Yes. Um, again, it's a it's a, an Irish family um, uh, around the ninety around the moon landing. I I go blank on the years, and just a, a, a mute girl who's a, a cousin. I'm trying to remember. You have to remember. It's ages since I've read it. Who flies over from the or not flies <laughs> comes over from the UK, and involves herself in this this little family life, and. Um, it's beautifully written. I say that about every book, do I? Beautifully. No. I come up with a new... Well, gorgeously. <laughs> I wouldn't be recommend- recommending them if wonderfully. We'll Yeah, we'll take them. any of them. Yeah. Um, it's, it, there's colloquialism in here. You know, it's, mm. it's set in Kerry and um, there's the granny sitting in the corner in the chair but are practically smoking a pipe, you know, and, yes. and watching all the kids and saying her prayers with the rosary beads. And it... It, 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 it is, brings it, you back it, to... A lovely time. It does. A gentler time, but yes. yet it's funny. It's light in, in moments. It has everything. It deserves more Come attention. On. So, Eat the Moon yeah. This Christmas moon. by Breeder Joy. Joy. Yeah. It is one to be really considered. Mm. Will we get through these last few? Let's do our best to anyway. Yes. What next have you there? I, I've run out of categories. Okay, uh, really well, I have two thrillers that okay. I, I, I couldn't carry everything. <laughs> To be fair, um, this is this is a proof copy, so you can't see the picture. But it's Anatomy of a Scandal. I'm sure you've heard of it. It is um, done phenomenally in the UK. Sarah Vaughan is the Sarah author. Vaughan. Yeah, and this is um, oh, I would imagine this is going to be either a big big movie or a TV it? series. It's going to be huge. It's um, uh, you know what? Just, just, I'm trying to think. It's a court case kind of drama. But um, he's a politician. It's from his wife's point of view as well. There's a lot of um, intrigue. And so if you're into thrillers, yeah. Margaret saying Anatomy, Anatomy of, a of a Scandal. And this is heading for the big screen. You have another thriller there, have I you? I do. Yes. And this is by Joe Spain. Again, a proof so you can't see on Facebook. I love the cover. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that eye looking out at you from the cover. That's enough to pick this book up and start <laughs> reading it, to be honest. So this is um, her standalone called The Confession. Mm. Um, absolutely adored that. And uh, Declan, the other half, completely adored it too. Okay. And then I handed it over to my 18-year-old son. You know, so it's it's re- a great one for a gift. Um uh, it actually opens up really. This is what the cover is going to, what it's going to look like okay. in the shop. Just show yeah, you there. See it it there. opens up and a woman comes comes to from I think being um, flattened out and there's a stranger standing in her sitting room. Yes, and her husband is dead on the floor. Um, but the man hands himself in at the beginning. 
but it's a it's it's a very kind of strange reverse Say no more. thriller. Say no yeah. more. Just leave a little teaser out there. No <laughs> spoilers. No spoilers, one. as you say to me. Two yeah. more to go from Margaret this Christmas time. Yes. The lingering. The lingering. Now I have sent. I sent you an email saying what it is, mm. and I have it down as a gothic kind of horror. Yeah. Which is becoming a huge genre not something I ever would have considered um, but I trust the publishers of this one and said right I'll give it a lash and see well hook line and sinker gone through in one night um, this is isn't even the cover is beautiful I saw a book trailer of it book trailers are a thing they're, they're pretty amazing you okay. should check them out on Twitter and um, basically it's you can see here on the front there's a, an old kind of gothic building mm. it's based around this building it is like a former mental hospital okay. that is now being used as a kind of a retreat um, and as I call them the arty farty retreats where they go <laughs> in and they do all their um, no technology bringing things back to basic um, but there's weird things going on in here. Okay. Um, I won't say. But you love it. Yeah. You love Too this easy book. to give spoilers. Highly recommended. And finally, big title: The Lion Tamer Who Lost. Yes. This is by the fabulous Louise Beach. Um, again, you mightn't have heard it too much about uh, these past couple of titles in the Irish press, mm. but I can highly recommend them. So this is. Uh, a beautiful love story okay. but it's between two men so it'd be a similar along the veins of Brokeback Mountain okay. with, but not on horses right okay well that's a fair description there you go. to be honest yeah, for you no, it's, it's so sweet ah, it well. really is beautiful well look at folks story. I have to say to you if you ain't got something there and they're all highly recommended I don't know what to say Margaret thank you for joining us each month during the year it's been a real pleasure thank you to everybody who joined us on Facebook live oh, this afternoon thanks for trusting me it. not at all and I just want to tell everybody on Monday yes it's the other Madden Mia Madden is here with me and Shane Hegarty and they're reviewing children's books yeah. on Monday on Late Lunch but for the time being happy Christmas thank you for everything oh, during the thanks, year thanks Jerry see you in 2019 yeah. thanks Mill. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance cashback and three year servicing visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie you're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon. The big concert coming up, I'll remind you again, in St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dundalk. This Sunday evening, uh, it's happening at 8 o'clock. Fantastic lineup. Tickets are €10 Euro and €5 Euro if you're a member of the Credit Union because, you see, the Credit Union are involved in uh, arranging this. It's their 50th year. Congratulations to them in Dundalk. Wonderful, wonderful organisation. And they've teamed up with DKIT and they're staging a wonderful event Requiem Marvina is on by Audrin O'Cassidy uh, that's the centrepiece of the concert also the guy the band will be there Shibale Zoe Conway the Ari concert band the Trader Singers what a night in prospect and again I have a couple of pair of tickets if you'd like to go along on Sunday evening what an introduction to the Christmas week it'll be just marvellous here's my question it's on the lines of the one every day Friday it is in English what is it in Irish what's the Irish name 
for Friday, the day we're in at the moment. 086-1800-658 with your name and details and we'll tell you who's won before the end of the show. Yesterday it was Geraldine Dillon, Joanne Grendon and Sean Kelly. Congratulations to you all winning tickets to that big night this Sunday. So there's still a chance there. If you want to get in, get in touch with us. Now, earlier on, Margaret Madden presented our book of the year and more besides recommendations for Christmas time. And I told you we had a couple of gift packs to give away we actually now have three we put another one together with all the books here so we have three gift packs to give away only condition is you must come and collect them if you can't well we'll pass it on to somebody else we've picked three winners the question was the nearest planet to planet earth it's venus is the answer thanks to everybody who was in touch by whatsapp and text and the winners of those gift packs today are Mairead kenny Tricia Harrington and Iris McDade. Well done to all of you. We'll be in touch after the show and we'll see what arrangements we can make to get them to you. I'll have them picked up, but you'll enjoy them. Six books in each pack to enjoy. And happy reading to you all over the Christmas. And again, thanks to everybody who entered. want to say I was at Tara Erot last night in St. Peter's Church of Ireland in Drogheda. Unbelievable. Interviewed her on Late Lunch on Tuesday, the wonderful young woman from Dundalk. She is an international star and she didn't disappoint last night. And I met her mam and her granny and I want to say hello to them this afternoon and I understand where she gets it when I meet those women. They're wonderful, wonderful people and so proud of her and they should be. Also last night... I do follow politics here at home and I enjoy British politics. What a pantomime it is at the moment. But the great David Dimbleby of Question Time fame on the BBC retired last night in his early 80s. What a man he is. 25 years he presented Question Time on BBC. Isn't that some innings? And he was a professional to his fingertips as he said goodbye last night. And I'll miss him. I love the show every week. I love the debate. And a new presenter coming from uh, the new year. And it's a lady as well. Uh, Fiona Bruce has taken over the hot seat there uh, from January. But uh, David Dimbleby, we'll miss him. He was just absolutely brilliant. And a big thank you as well to everyone who's sending us Christmas cards in. Two in particular I want to mention. Sheila Maloney was in the other day. Sheila, we love you. Thanks for all the lovely gifts you left for all the presenters and the Christmas cards as well. They're in pride of place and we really do appreciate you. And we want to say Happy Christmas and all the best for the new year. To you, Sheila, I know you listen to us every day and you're a big, big fan of LMFM Radio. And to Tommy Caffrey, the great table tennis man from Balbriggan. Tommy never forgets me ever, Chris, every Christmas. Got your lovely card this morning, Tommy. Thank you so much indeed. And again, I really do appreciate it. Now, Christmas time is about children, isn't it? Well, we have a great competition for you next week because Dundalk Chamber and the Shop Local campaign in Dundalk are giving us €100 Euro a day to spend in any shop in Dundalk. And what a range of shops they have there and wonderful shopping All you have to do is send us in a wee video or an audio of your little cutie performing something for Christmas. And here's a little cutie of mine. When Santa Claus took up the chimney, he began to shout, You boys and girls don't get any toys if you don't pull me out. My beard is mapped. My sword on my back, my nose is tickly too. When Santa Claus took up the chimney, I chew... Miss Ava Flynn, 2018. Can't you hear the change in her as she grows up? Three and a half she is now and looking forward to Santa coming. And she did that little piece for me there. 
sing, telepoem, recite, you name it, get a wee video of them and get it to us on LMFM over the weekend and we're going to pick a winner each day. So when you have it done, do send it to us by WhatsApp. You can also send it to info at lmfm.ie or social at lmfm.ie as well. That will get us. Any of those three means you can send it in to us over the weekend. Remember when you send it to us, you're giving us permission to use it and play it and put it out there on radio or across social media and you're in the mix then for the 100 euro voucher to be given away each day next week on late lunch so get those entries into us as soon as you can we'd appreciate it and if you want to go in now to lmfm's facebook page get in there now have a look will you see we have a lovely video in there there may be even a couple of them in there already and you can see what it's all about but get the little videos to us and we'll play them out here christmas week next week on late lunch final break of the afternoon and week to come and then it's poncetti is have you bought one were you thinking of getting one do you know there is a place in the northeast that produces thousands and thousands of them we'll be talking to andrea mcmahon next i was out with peter mcmahon a few years ago at his Kilmoon cross nurseries around this time and it's a fascinating place to visit it's been a while and i wanted to find out what's happened in the in the interim and where the business has gone and how they're fixed this christmas and i'm joined on the line by his daughter andrea andrea good afternoon Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Sorry for pulling you away from a very busy Friday, which I know you're having there. Tell us first, how many poncettias do you produce for the Christmas now? Just shy of 100,000, Jerry. What? Just shy of 100,000, <laughs> oh yeah, in all different sizes. So. Oh, my God almighty. And, and, and do you grow them for seed or do you buy them in as wee plants? Uh, we buy them in as young cuttings, yeah. Okay, so you start them from that, they come in as a cutting and away they go. When do you take delivery of them? When do you start this work? So it's week 24, which I think is around mid-June. It's right. The middle of the year, so we're looking after them like babies for um, for basically five months, yeah. Yeah, and they're under glass, I know, there. Do they take much looking after? Are they temperamental? Oh, they are, sure. You're trying to grow a very tropical plant in, uh, mm. in dreary Ireland sometimes. Mm. Uh, however, we did have a good summer this year, but um, that didn't really do them much good because with with the drought, um, the growing conditions were so hot that they kind of just sat there. They didn't really want to do anything. <laughs> a bit um, like ourselves. <laughs> a bit, yeah, it was exactly. Plants are just like us a lot of the time. <laughs> So, um, yeah, they didn't really want to do anything for the first couple of weeks while it was very warm here in Ireland. And then they took off then after that. Yes. So we're, we're lucky. We have a very good crop this year. So, mm. And yeah. colours, people would say red is the colour. Is, is that the main colour? Yeah. Oh, it always is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. sell 50 red for every other colour that you sell. But there is colours. Like we do do white and pinks and that kind of thing but they're definitely not as popular yet Now at this stage are they all on their way or are the next few days critical for you the the, the immediate days before Christmas? Well we're manic at the moment yeah, getting the, the final deliveries in so we're hoping that they'll all be in now by the 20th of December and in everybody's homes looking looking all bright <laughs> and cheery yeah. uh, They're lovely they are a great addition and who do you supply? Where, where can we get the Kilmoon ones? You can supply uh, we supply Dunn stores so oh, right. go to your local Dunn's anywhere in Dunn's and uh, they're all of ours so yeah, all there over you Ireland. go it's quite simple yeah. you know where they are now folks and you're buying local as well when you get them home this is the key thing now I wanted to talk to you about because you know when we get them what should we do to keep them at their optimum and looking their best for as long as possible well, the main thing to do is to take them out of the plastic some people don't know to take them out of the plastic um, 
So you would take them out of the sleeve that they come in and keep them in a warm room in your house where there isn't going to be a huge deferential temperature. Um, like some people put them in their porch and that can be kind of cruel because you have to think about where they come from originally, which is Mexico. So they're, they're, they're not used to any sort of uh, cold or draft. So keep them away from your windows and... Um, anywhere where they might get a blast of cold air at any point. Okay. And the main other thing is to uh, to not kill them with kindness, to kind of keep them, um, to water them every few days rather than every day and don't give them a lot if you can. Just give them like half a cup of water is all they'd really need, you know. Yes, and feed them from the base, is it? Uh, from you beneath? Can, yeah, you can, the best thing to do is to put them in your sink and let them drink up a little bit. Okay. And then put them back in their uh, nice warm position and you should definitely get the whole of Christmas out of them and if not beyond <laughs> mm, because that is the thing That's what, and, and you're so right there cold is a no-no I suppose in, yeah. a, in a roasting hot room because you mentioned the warm summer not either just a, a moderate well, we're, all, we're always basking in uh, 18 degrees plus here in the yeah. glass house so that's where they've come from so yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> you have to give that a think yeah, yeah that, that t- type of temperature as well and the other thing I know this overwatering is a surefire killer for them isn't it if you it soak is. them they really don't like to too much water mm. you can kill them just as easy with the the overwatering as you can with the cold so uh, little and um, often <laughs> is the prescription <laughs> from Andrea easy. today for sure <laughs> but here's the thing and I, I know this you know they are a little temperamental but if you do the the things that you say there they will last won't they they do keep beyond Christmas and New Year they will last definitely and um, to get them to go red again next year is quite a difficult thing to do but um to keep them you can keep them and they should keep their red leaves right up into March nearly and then they'll right. start to lose them um, and you'd have to cut them back but uh, we're all at the camp to go out and get a new one next year <laughs> it'll be a lot easier <laughs> they are hard to keep how did I know you were going to say that and somebody's asking me here how can you keep them from one year to the other There's somebody says they have one but they haven't really come into colour at all you know after yeah, the they are, as I said, quite temperamental. They need to have uh, long and short days as well. And mm. they need a lot of fertiliser to get them to go red again the second year. Um, you would need to be cutting them back in May. But uh, uh, there is an awful lot of work involved yes. in, in getting them to go again. Mm. Mm. And anyway, uh, they won't cost you the earth. They add lovely colour to a house. They're, they're, they're Christmas and, the, and they speak Christmas every year. Well, you know what? Uh, delighted to catch you today. Let you back to work there. Wish you well. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it, Andrea. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Andrea McMahon there from Kilmoon Cross Nurseries. And they're flat out at the minute. They're lovely. I love them. I really do love them. Just care for them a little and they will last right through. Anyway, that's a lot on Late Lunch for this week. Big thank you to Sinead Brazel and Louise Walsh who helped me put this show together every day. To all our regulars, to our contributors, guests to the show this week, but especially to you, our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us every single day. Final week of Late Lunch next week before the Christmas break. We have cracking shows lined up for you. A lot on the Christmas theme as you can imagine as well. So come back and do join us from Monday next at 1.30. But we leave you today with a Christmas one. Yes, it's Santa Claus, is it? It's Santa. He's coming to town. Do you know that? In a few days' time. Take care. See you Monday. You better watch out.
Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.